Welcome back, everybody, to the San Dimas School of Film podcast. Uh, an- another week in the den. Um, my name's Tim Oldfield. Uh, with me, as always, Julian Slaney over there. How are you, mate? Good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm psyched to drive. This is a good movie. Dude. Fantastic. How are you, Brad? Much less hungover than last time, yeah. so that is great. Yeah. <laughs> you sound good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm alive this week. Well I think done. I said like three words last week. So yeah, yeah. You, you were but quite I was late. here. Yeah, I was. We here. were we were talking about revolver though. So <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, we, yeah. This is your movie this week. We need you to be on point. <laughs> that's it. I think my three words last week were "this was shit." <laughs> um. So Al, where are you at the moment in the circuits of time? I am officially lost in the circuits of time. <laughs> I am in Perth Ooh. for work. It's a few hours behind. So that, I'm officially that is back in time. Totally time based. I like that. How how totally bogus is that? That's that awesome. I love in it. time we'll be sitting there. <laughs> anyway, I won't, I won't break into Robbie Rob Dars. So, but I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we've we've all managed to get over last week. <laughs> Not me. Um, had, here's a question. Did anyone watch Revolver again? No. 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 Okay. No. Not yet. Did you, Slaney? No. Not, no, not yet. Are you sure? Okay. No, I'm good. <laughs> um. Today we we have a well, I, I'm excited about today. Today is Brad's choice. Mm. It's the 2011 film Drive, Drive. with Ryan Gosling. Oh my Dream, god, Dreamboat. Um, Dreamboat <laughs> but before so, we before we dreamy. crack on with the film, I say it's time for history with Brad. History with Brad. Okay, so this week I'm actually even uh, I'm slightly prepared, Yay. which is much better. Which is uh, slightly prepared means me googling it ten minutes ago. So um, <laughs> all right, look, there's there's basically four major things um, for 2011. One was the uh, the royal wedding. Um, the uh, other one was it was the uh, the birth of planking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a time to be alive! <laughs> exactly right. And another th- another great thing about 2011 for the time to be alive was uh, Nyan Cat was uh, from uh, I don't know if you know Nyan Cat. No. Look that up. There you can get the hundred hour uh, repeated play thing playlist on. Uh, no, on, no. Um, oh, okay, I have no I'll idea find what that you're for you. About. But I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, okay, it's uh, it's anything. But the best part of 2011 people was this. Hang on a sec. <laughs> oh man So if you can hear that That is Friday By Rebecca Black yeah. <laughs> We're gonna I'm just gonna have to say that There's a death metal version of this By a band named Totality If you're a metalhead Hang on. Wait 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 that's enough. Turn <laughs> That's it off, enough. Yeah. <laughs> I, just on a side note, check out the band Totality. They do a version of that. It's called Friday. But it's actually called Death Metal Friday. I recommend you get on it if it you're a metalhead. Brutal. It is brutal. Brutal. It's one of the best metal songs getting around, I reckon. Because I, I, they, they use the film clip. And they, I think that do it's, they? It's is it the same timing? Yeah, or it's is perfectly it, overdone. It's perfectly it's overdone. Same with song, it. just death metal. It is. It's um, that's awesome. And, it, and it, it changes the game. I tell you, oh, yeah. it really does. Just because, so uh, for you guys that don't know, because I just found this on the hundred hour repeat. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Nyan Cat. Ah, oh, I know this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I hey, know the one. I don't can, we go back, can we go back to talking about Revolver? <laughs> 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 it's 
It's funny. I don't remember that at all. I must have been off living my life. Or yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I was too busy playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Before anyone else. Yeah. So, Drive. Right, Do you want to okay. bring us in, bro? All right. Well, so the first time I saw this film, um, I was basically held captive uh, on a plane, and um, and I it was one of those ones where I'd kind of watched everything else, and I was just just after something completely different that if I fell asleep to, it was like you know this doesn't matter. And I saw yeah. Ryan Gosling. Oh God. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And I put it on, and I'd have to say this. It, well, it's probably one of the best films I've ever ever seen. It's, it's definitely in my top ten films, wow. and it blew me away. Um, this film just was not what I was expecting. I just actually, it was good. I think it was great for Ryan Gosling to actually not do, you know, a Notebook esque sort yeah, of thing, dreamboat, dreamboat thing. Um, and just this character is just he's it's he's mesmerizing. He plays it so well. It's got this really sort of bizarre, almost like old Clint Eastwood feel sort of to the film. Mm. And his character is just, just insane. I love yeah. it. And and it's a great film. So you good. You enjoyed it so much after watching it on a plane too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, no, and that's the thing. So, you know, yeah. Interestingly, yeah. interestingly, Brad, I discovered one of my favourite films on a plane too. Mm-hmm. Snakes on a plane. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> no, is it no, Revolver? No. <laughs> hey. yeah. Revolver? No? Okay. It was wrong. No, this, no, no. this is going to be no, a week-to-week thing. I discovered <laughs> one of my favourite favorite films on a plane, and to back that up, I saw The Godfather for the first time on a plane. Jeez. So, okay. planes, plane movies have been very, very good to me. I don't knock them at all. Especially what, what now that film? with the demand stuff. I think oh. the last one I tried to watch was, well, from the actual plane itself, instead of bringing a laptop on, was... Um, the, the last Wolverine or something and it was atrocious. Oh. Mm. Anyway, Drive. I oh, don't know, no, hang on. Drive. No, no, what was the film that you... Yeah, what, what was the film, was the film, film? that you saw on the plane? Oh, what was my film? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's called Hunger. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, I may yeah. pick it. I may pick it in the future. Yeah. Um, it's by Haven't. a guy called Steve McQueen. Haven't seen it. And, uh, by another guy called Steve McQueen. What? Yeah, I was going to say, like, Jump My Motorcycle, Steve McQueen? No, nah, Race nah. Le Mans, and, Steve McQueen? Or? And it's amazing. Hunger. Check it out. Do yourself yeah. a favour. Check it out. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Drive. Drive. So, yeah, uh, definitely one of those films that just I've, I've watched a couple of times afterwards and um, I just thoroughly enjoy. Um, great characters. Excellent story. Um, really sort of just a, a really different film in the way they do things. So this film's it's one so of those. so good. Oh, it is just so good. <laughs> it's just gripping the whole way through. You can't like you. you this is yeah. a, for me, this is definitely not a sandwich film. And, and pretty much anyone I know that sat there and watched it with me is just. It starts to go down, and then all of a sudden something will happen, and you're just like, "Holy crap!" So yeah, yeah it's it's a really like slow burn. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Um, Stay from the start. We get introduced to this guy, yeah. And I say introduced lot like with quotations because he's it's such a mysterious character. Like oh, like like, cool. and they keep that. Throughout the whole movie, I find is so, that, well so mysterious enough that you never find out. His well, you don't know what his name is, yeah. yeah. So, um, but that first scene, I think, is something that just grabs you and locks you in, mm-hmm. and says, and it also kind of it, it kind of leads you a bit astray a, a tad because it it's you know obviously he's driving as part of this job, um, and then you go through this incredible scene, this getaway scene, 
which is a mixture of kind of stealth hiding to being chased to and it's all from the pretty much the perspective of who's of the driver yeah. being in the car you know there's that there's like a couple of shots from above or whatever, but they're fleeting. Yeah. Like they're not the yeah. focus, um, and it just puts you right in there mm-hmm. with him and with the the other two guys, and you're feeling everything. Like when he quickly turns off, turns the lights off when there's a car patrol, like a cop car patrolling past. Yeah, and, you know when he he sees the the patrol car over the other side of the intersection, and you know, and you can hear Doesn't the that cop it. talking on the radio yeah. and stuff. Scanner. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, yeah, like, great introduction to our character mm. because I thought this is a perfect scene to really show how much of a psychopath he is. Now, I, like, well, I just think he it's is not an even, absolute psychopath. It's not even psychopath, guy. but it's just, like, how precise and calculating he is. And cool right? he is. Like he's, just, I just, and, the, whole, uh, the whole thing cool. I got through the movie is that he it's not that he's cool it's just that he doesn't have a good understanding on emotions I know he's so cool I reckon I just think he's cool he's so cool no, I kind, I kind of, yeah he's, he's very calm and very calculated but I do agree uh, with Slaney on that one and the scene that I'm thinking of which is probably what we're all thinking of is is the first one where he's <laughs> like last week um, with the elevator scene so he jumps in the yeah. elevator with that guy and with the girl and then he just oh, turns yeah. around and just he pushes her aside and he yeah. gives her a big kiss, and it's all really lovely and emotional. And then he stomps <laughs> that guy's head into like a the pulp. Most brutal and absolute, ever. just like full on, just it was this. It, the scene was so lovely and polite and everything, and then it's just smash. And it's like I think you know, wow. and I think that's kind of like the development of of the character that we go through for the film is that you start off with one perception of him and then you kind of go, okay, well, he also does this and he's doing that and he's, and then he's, but then it kind of evolves into, oh, who is this guy? Like what, mm. what has he done before this film? Like what, as in before this all started, like yeah, what's his backstory? What shit has this guy gotten into in the past? And I, how did he get I tell you what I love, like I'll, uh, the, the umbrella broadness that I got, right. Was he's actually really just, he's not like a or anything. At the start, he's just really quiet, and he's really friendly. Mm. Like he's he's very friendly to um, Iris, his neighbour. Yeah. Um, and it's all travelling along quite nicely. He's just a quiet guy. Mm-hmm. It's not until the scene in the bar mm, when yeah. another bloke comes up to him and goes, "Oh, hey man, you yeah you were this you guy drove us." Yeah. He's like. I'm going to kick your fucking teeth in. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say another word. It's that moment where you go, holy shit, this guy is actually a lot more hardcore he's a than we think. time bomb, you know, like. Yeah. Well, and I guess that... you, you, you get the impression at the start that he's just a driver. He's just like someone, some guy that people have hired because he's good at driving. And yeah. you don't really get the feeling that he is also completely in control of what he's doing. Like, not as in, like, the fact that, you know, that bar scene, you know that he's, you know, he do, he's doing things for a reason, not just because oh, I'm a good driver, so I just do this on the side yeah. type thing, if yeah. that makes sense. Very calculating. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's part of the reason, like, I mean, because he's, he's listening to the base one, the first robbery, the opening scenes, he's watching the bar, the basketball uh, in the hotel, mm-hmm. and then he's listening yep. to the basketball on the radio. Now, obviously, he ultimately they end up at the basketball, so mm-hmm. he can play into the crowd. But I'm like, he just seems so 
relaxed. Like, but he doesn't. It's not that he shows any fear. It's not that he shows how cool he is. It's that he doesn't show any emotion at all. Like, yeah. it's it's not until uh, he starts hanging out with uh, what's her name, Iris, uh, the mm. neighbor. It's not until he starts hanging out with her and, and they finally go for a drive that he even like cracks a smile. Mm. Like mm. the whole movie, he's just blank face, you know. Like, which is to me where I'm like, that's that's why I got the idea of he's a bit of a psychopath. He's not in touch with his emotions. That's why he's willing to kill someone, you know, at the drop of a hat. Uh, the only emotion he really understands is killing someone, you know, like, or pure rage or well, something. The, the interesting thing is, is the contrast between when he's in the car and when he's not in the car. So when he's in the car, he's calm, he's cat, like he's, he's focused. Mm, yeah. He's very on the job, not too much emotion, not freaking out. Yeah. When he's outside the car, he's kind of like this whole different... Like that, where all the, the violence and stuff, yeah, where all the violence and stuff comes from is more outside of the car. It's not when he's driving. So it's not when he's in it, I suppose. I love, I love right at the start how he he parks the car in the in the car park, <laughs> the basketball game, mm. and then just bails out of the car and walks off, yeah. <laughs> and you don't see what happens. To the other blokes, yeah, like, <laughs> and that's the thing. He's like, "Bang, my job's done." Hat on, exactly. Yeah. That's five minutes that he talks about. He's mm-hmm. like, inside that five minutes, I was. Yep. Outside that, you're on your own. I know about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's a very good way to get paid though, because if he's relying on these two gentlemen to complete their job to get paid, if they get busted, he's not going to get paid. He just went through all that rubbish for nothing. I I feel like this is an in payment up front. Yeah, quite possibly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think maybe that whole part of him and how precise he is is what gets people to hire him in the first place. Yeah. Anyway, what do you? Real quick, real like pop quiz. What's his backstory? <laughs> <laughs> what do, What do you reckon? Like I okay. So the way I see this guy's backstory, okay, he there's a scene where he's sitting down, he's watching cartoons with a kid, and he has to ask, "Is that the bad guy?" And it's like the kid's like, yeah, of course. And he's like, why? You know, he's like, it's because he's shark. You know, like to me, I'm looking at a guy who's never watched cartoons in his life, probably mm. been through some kind of emotional, physical abuse when he was young, has turned him into this bit of a dull psychopath guy who has obviously run away, jumped in a car, and never looked back, and has just been driving ever since. That's to me, that's the backstory I get. Mm. You know, he's he's and- always on the move. Yeah, you know, right after that first robbery scene, he's moving into a new apartment. He's always bouncing around the place. Yes, he's always in LA, but it just seems like he's always on the run, trying to escape his his past. How old do we reckon he is? Uh, he'd be twenties, uh, mid mid twenties, mid to late twenties. I reckon with yeah. uh, going back to what Jules is saying, I reckon like late twenties. Yeah. yeah, I reckon cars are his escape. Yeah, so when I, I he's, totally he's driving or fixing or working on or doing something, that's his like that's his time. He's in control. That's why a yeah. lot of people yeah. like driving cars because you're in control of something. And that's the thing. And he's he's always that calm, placid mm. guy when yeah. he's doing those things. And it's the outside of the cars he can't exactly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the but thing at just... the same time, he's he's actually always quite calm the whole time. Yeah, he's very deliberate in his actions. Except when um, I can't remember his name, Brian Cranston. Oh yeah. He let, Except, yeah, he the, says the chick's name. Yeah. Um, and he just goes, yeah. He flies. That's a good point. That's, that's when he loses he flies it. Off there. And that I think, in terms of going back to the backstory, yeah, I think there's obviously been a family trauma or something, yeah, or where he wasn't protected as a child, 
And yep. thus, he is now obsessed with protecting... Protecting. This, ...with this woman and her child. Yeah. And that's like his mission, and he's putting everything into protecting those two. Do you know what I mean? So it's almost like something has happened in his past where he needs to fulfill what he didn't get, I suppose. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm. Um. The other things with this film, which is what I picked up on straight away, is this is a perfect example of the use of silence, this film. So I was going to say, can we talk about my favourite scene, Mm. which is uh, the scene where they effectively first meet in the hallway. Yep. Where they get out of the lift together. No, no, sorry. Sorry, it's not when they get out of the lift together. It's when... uh, uh, um, she's sitting outside her apartment from Oscar Oscar Isaac, is, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, before Poe Dameron fate. Um, <laughs> when you're sitting out in the hall at that homecoming party and he comes out, oh. they say, like, two words to each other, mm-hmm. but there is so, like, oh, it's so good. There's... It, yeah, apparently those two didn't read a lot of lines. Like, they ended up not following a lot of the script to get more of that silence. Oh, yeah? That's what I, I can't remember where I read that. But well, it, Ryan Gosling's character's got about 50 words in the entire yeah, yeah. film, though. But apparently so, when yeah. those two were together, they, they knew that it was their connection in terms of their presence and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. that was more important than what they were saying. But there's yeah. there's just so much yeah. great use of just silence. And the classic scene, which is probably the you know one of the greatest scenes... And and show and proved to me that Ryan Gosling is actually a really good actor. Is that scene right near the end where you don't know if he's dead, you don't know what's happening. It pans oh, up from his oh, shoe. He's, he's in the car. Going. He's just he's sitting, sitting there, there. His eyes are open. And I tried to do it today, so I've watched that scene so many times. He's just sitting there for ages, not moving, not breathing. His ears not twitching. And you're like, is he dead? His eyes aren't even moving, and he's sitting there going, "Is he dead? Is he dead?" <laughs> and it goes on and on, and there's not. It's just dead, dead and silence. Just, and he just closes his eyes. And then he just blinks and you go, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But I tried to do it today. So I sat there and uh, from when that scene started, from when he actually, from the pan up from the shoe to when he blinks, I tried to sit as still as possible without <laughs> twitching, without trying to breathe, without doing anything. And I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't, <laughs> to the point where I couldn't even get my eyes to stay straight. I don't know what he was focusing on, what he was looking at. Were you hung over though, Brad? Yeah, well, it should have made it very easy for me to <laughs> yeah. sit there and, and do nothing, but I couldn't do it. And I just went, that, was, that is just an absolute <laughs> brilliant scene. Brilliant scene. I love it. That's, that scene made this whole movie for me. Yeah. And, well, let's, yeah. Um, I, I think we should talk about the, the, two, the two bad guys. So we've got Hellboy and we've got, um, <laughs> and we've got Marlon from, from yeah. Finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? On any other day, I'd be like, that's Ron Perlman. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Perlman was born to play Hellboy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. dead set. Uh-huh. But what do, what do we think of these two? I mean, I, what do we, so Bernie, for example. So Bernie, Bernie's uh, the Nemo guy, isn't it? Bernie's the... Al- yeah, Al- Albert hair. Brooks. Albert Brooks. Yeah, and Nino is... Uh, Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. I Hellboy. hate Nino. 
<laughs> I now look okay. The actor, he's yeah, whatever his name, what's his name? Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, thank you. <laughs> what was it? Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Ron, okay. Um, so Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Right. So yeah, great actor. I've seen him in a lot of movies that I really enjoy him in. But he, so I think he's doing a really good job in this movie because I hate his character so like much. Like Hellboy. Uh, <laughs> you mean no, you mean Ron right, Perlman's character? Like, Ron, yeah, right. Ron Perlman's it's character. The two guys, like Bernie, is. Like, as soon as you meet him, Bernie is like a hard ass, you know? Like, he's like, he reminds me of sort of Bricktop from yeah. Snatch. Yep. Oh, yeah, a little bit. You yeah. know, like, yeah, it's he's, Guy Ritchie film. he's friendly, <laughs> but like you it's know he's capable. Don't talk about Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, you know, you just know he's capable of bad stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, he's, he's a businessman first and foremost, but he will go to those... Extremes, like he's a reaction. You know that, yeah, like his reaction when he gets asked for the four hundred and thirty grand, just immediately yeah. middle finger, like get stuffed. Like, <laughs> well, I tell you what, one one thing yeah. I love him, and especially that you mention him, L, as a businessman first. One thing I I loved, absolutely loved about this film, uh, it was this one scene where uh, Nino and uh, and what's his name Bernie. Bernie are talking about. Right, they've got to kill off. Um, Walter White, <laughs> buddy. What's his name? <laughs> Brian Cranston. Right, they're gonna bring. Yeah. What's his character's name? What's he? Shannon. 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 Right. Okay. So they're Nino's. Like, we've got to get rid of Shannon. Sorry, you got to get rid of your friend, friend Shannon as well. And Bernie gets it, but he wants some, I guess, remuneration, if you will, paid by blood. If I'm gonna lose one of my guys, especially considering I've just invested some money in it, you're gonna lose. One of your guys, and it's done through this subtle look where Nino's like, "We got to well, get rid of your guy." And Bernie looks over at Nino, and he looks down at this random guy that's just had the shit kicked out of him, and and they kind of have this little conversation of, "Right, you know, I got to kill my guy. I'm going to kill your guy now." It's just done through these little looks. You know, it's like an eye for an eye. Yeah, you know, it's an even trade, like business first. Well, yeah, like, that, I love that. That's, they say. Um... The driver is the only guy that can connect Nino to the money. Yeah. Right. Initially, and then, and that look, that exchange is over the guy that's sitting there. He he can also connect Nino to the money. So they're like, well, "What about oh, that guy? We got to totally yeah, we got to kill that guy." I totally misinterpreted that. Yeah. All right, no, but cool. then, right. but then the fact that Bernie kills him right there and then, and like Insane. all the violence in this. It's pretty ultra-violence. So brutal. So brutal. Headshot. You know, like, they talk about, um, you know, violent movies, violent video games as, like, the problem, you know, like, the cause of violence amongst people. But I I I don't know about other people, but there's such a question for me between something like a Terminator film that's glorified kind of ridiculous violence yeah. and this stuff mm. and i feel so uncomfortable watching this stuff because yeah. it's so like close and brutal it's not just dudes spraying bullets everywhere yeah it's yeah. like up it's, close um, knives kind of makes the name bigger oh. of a reality you know yeah. like the girl yeah. from Mad Men having her head literally blown off oh man and, that is uh, yeah punishing yeah at least <laughs> and, it was uh, at least it was quick yeah, yeah. but even That's even it. the way shannon Oh yeah, it's but like even the way Shannon bit. gets killed by Bernie, like yeah. with that razor, with that straight edge razor to the arm. But I, see, I thought like that was it's... great because 
It's yeah, so oh, it's great because it's so brutal. It's so brutal, but it's not like he knifes him fifty times in the face. It's look, Shannon. You know, I've invested money in you. He was looking forward to doing the whole race car thing and having yeah. his name on the side of a car, and he's like, "Look, I have to, I have to put you out of your misery." And he just gives him one slice on the arm, and yes, it's a brutal slice. But he's like, oh, it, look, I've cut it. It's it's over. It's over. It's, it's done. It's done. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, obviously, he that's what I'm talking about. That's that's the brutality. Like it's so, uh, so quick and finite. Yeah, mm. it's not a head storm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That it's it seems weird because I was really surprised because obviously the first time we really see that the heavy violence is the head stomp in the elevator. You know, like obviously you see. Uh, the the kid's dad. What's his name? It's got, he's got a weird name. Um, oh, standard. Standard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. When you see standard, standard, he gets bashed up. You're like, oh wow, this movie's a bit violent, but it's yeah, it's a bit of blood. But when you see the head stomp in the elevator, you're like, whoa, that came from right field. That you was... hear it. It's the sound. Yeah, that is full on, <laughs> and I think that's a really good uh, way because obviously in that yeah. moment when you see that head cave in. You're like, oh, geez. And I think that's a really good way of giving a visual description of how she is feeling when she sees that happen. Mm. Because I think if I saw that happen, I'd probably back slowly out of the elevator as well. You know, like, let the doors close. But, um, mm. Yeah. The, yeah. And that's it. Like, scene, that, uh, the, the, you know, talking about the... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, I was, was going to say that... Um, the the you know the the a lot of the foley in this so you know with the like the head stomping and stuff is is really really good, but I was saying mm. to uh, to Jules earlier, now that I've actually sat down and watched this film from a critiquing point of view, <laughs> and I was saying earlier that they they've almost mastered the the sound of silence in this film, there is so much bad foley in this film. And it yeah, always right. comes back to things that sort of like being a car guy, I notice. So all the cars in this film <laughs> are fitted with Fast and the Furious gearboxes. Yep. So yeah. they just continuously changing up gears <laughs> all got the like time. 16 gears. Yeah, exactly. 16 <laughs> gears. And they also like, and there was in that first chase scene when he's, he's taking the, the two guys back to the basketball game, that mm. it's supposed to be a car chase and there's a, a shot taken from the bumper of the car. And the car's doing just like normal speed. Yeah. But the sound in the background is like... And then you watch the actual footage and the car's just sitting there, just, yeah. just cruising along. Cruising it's along like the, the, uh, the Gillette 3000. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first blade distracts them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and, like, so it was, yeah. and it was really weird. And there's a lot of them. 14, take it away for quitting. <laughs> there's a lot of like, as I said, you know, there's a lot of really bad... Just bad folly on this with like lots of bits and pieces and. What, and well, it's like, do you think it's, it's is like that a, a? Sorry, Timmy. I was yeah. just gonna say it's like one of our mates is obsessed with choppers. Oh, the chopper guy. And yeah, chopper, <laughs> chopper, chopper man. And yeah. apparently, the chopper sound in every film is like the same model of chopper, no matter what. Right, chopper it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They use yeah, the yeah. same sound. Yeah. He hates it. Yeah. He, he every knows. time yeah. he's just like, oh Jesus. Well, I actually I made a note of one thing that really bothers me. I'm like, he this okay, so he's. Uh, the kid, we'll call him the kid, Ryan Gosling's character. Uh, he's, you know, going to be a race car driver. He's supposed to be this amazing driver. Now, uh, I don't know too many race drivers that hold the steering wheel at the top of the steering wheel with one hand as they're going around the track. I'm like, every time I see the whole one hand at the top of the steering wheel, like <laughs> when you're supposed to be a pro driver, oh, mm. it just takes so much away from me. And obviously, I know why they do it. 
if you're watching a movie where the guy has his hands at you know nine and three or ten and two, you can't see his hands because the camera's always from the front bumper. So it would just be him sitting behind a steering wheel. So, because you, so you wouldn't see his hands because yeah, you just don't get it in the shot. So they have to put his hand at the top of the steering wheel to obviously give a visual represent, representation of where his hands are. But it it just ruins it for me every time. Well, maybe is that is that a, is that could you look at that and say, oh, well, that's just a representation of how relaxed and possibly he is in terms yeah. of what he's doing. And maybe when he's on the track, like. I don't think we actually see him driving before he meets Bernie at the track. You do, yeah. He's we doing, do, he's we do a couple yeah. of shots. Is he doing the one hand thing? I think so, from memory, yeah. He's got his hand. He's, okay. oh, he's got two hands on the wheel, but they're in weird positions. I was. I wanted to talk about the scene in dressing room. Oh, of yeah. the strip club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And how... And how brutal it was, but just how, uh, like, you know, he just strolls in and you're like, what is going on? What you know? What's what's happening? Where is he? What's happening? And then the hammer slips out of his sleeve, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and then he literally. Uh, so this, this is what I love. He literally walks in, doesn't even stop, just walks up to the guy and slams his hand with Man. the hammer a couple oh. of times. Right now, the thing I really dig about it is that. None of the women in the room move. really move at all. They don't yeah. even flinch. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, this guy's an asshole. Yep. And he's totally earned that. Yeah, yeah he's getting what's then, coming to him finally. Yeah. And it's just like, yes, you fucking wail on that guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. There was like, I think there was one that kind of walked out. She didn't even run out. But the rest yeah. of them were just kind of sitting there staring at the ground. Just like, yeah, yeah. we know it's happening. Yeah. We're not. We're, yeah. we're going to actively it's, look away. It's yeah. the three this o'clock hand hammering coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, have a, I have a question, right? Now, yeah. I, I only pick this up because a little bit of the story confuses me. Not much. Is that the guy that gets his hand hammered in the strip club? Okay, so he's the guy that beats up Standard. Uh, yes. The, so he's the guy. That gets, is that the same guy that organizes? The robbery yes. with standard, and he writes "fuck off" on his hand. Yes, is that the same guy? Yes. It is the same yeah. guy. Okay, cool. I just wanted to clarify. It's the guy what... that standard owes money to. Hmm. Yes, but who? Because yeah. you know, okay, so they do the robbery, and obviously, uh, the the redhead female, whatever her name is, they're going to uh, rip off. What's her name? Kendrick. Uh, Hendricks. Sure. Um, <laughs> they're going to rip off Ryan Gosling and Standard. And steal the money. That's why there's the other car at the robbery. Mm-hmm. Christina Hendricks is her name. From Christina Hendricks. So, so, yeah, from Mad, Mad Men. And she's in Firefly as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, but who is she working with? Who's she going to rip off? Because she obviously texts the guys in the hotel room and then they come and kill her and, and, and try and kill Gosling. Who are those guys? So I'm a bit like confused about who's who here and who's trying to rip who off. Okay, so really quick rundown. Okay, so the, the, the do the robbery with Standard, Gosling, and the, the chick, mm-hmm. Hendricks. Hendrix then later admits that we were going to rip you guys off. That's why there was another car there. Was the other car a part of Nino's crew, or yes? Because the whole hit, the whole thing was literally just to kill Standard. Like because yeah. that was the money. That was the money that Nino was trying to get back. I don't know who that. Like I don't know why they to kill her. Because I thought because Nino says that. The money belongs to some 
mafioso guy who's come from New York and he's trying to yeah. set up shop in LA. That's what the money's for. It's an investment yeah. for this guy to start his own organized crime syndicate in LA. And Nino, yeah. I thought Nino... Oh, okay, it makes sense to me now. So Nino is the one ripping <laughs> off. I'm glad. I'm glad we could help. <laughs> We're just so... This is a beautiful thing, but watching on, you. <laughs> but that guy, so the guy who Standard owes the money to works for Nino. Yep. So if Standard is going to give the money to Bullet Guy... That guy. Why would Nino then need to rip it off? I think it's your stand. It's 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 your excuse the pun standard um, mafia line of owing. It seems. Yeah. So this guy owes fuck off guy who owes Nino. Standard got, standard got got protection in jail. Yeah. Right. That's why he owes that bloke money. Yep. So he does and, he has to do the robbery. We're calling him fuck. I off can guy. only. I'm only assuming that. They kill Christina Hendricks as well in a uh, Dark Knight Joker scenario where the le- the more people you kill, the less people you have to share with. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's I out think... of the whole movie, this is the only part... And that's why I kind of was thinking that maybe the guy that gets knifed in the restaurant, the guy that beat up Standard is not the same guy as Fuck Off Guy. That's why I thought they look the same. They and I'm like, yep. maybe they are two same No, nah, it is characters. the same guy. It's okay. definitely the same guy. So Hendrix, I'm assuming Hendrix just got killed. I, I would have thought Hendrix got killed because she was just uh, expendable. Yeah. And, yeah. and because she now, they just assumed that Gosling would know what the whole deal with the car was by now anyway. Yeah. And she would have squealed about it. So oh, that, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. No, that's, that makes a bit of so sense. So they probably just shot her like, oh, look, she's probably told him to so just get rid she, of her too. Because she texts. Uh, although you don't see the text. You see the text. When they're in the hotel after the robbery, uh, she goes into the bathroom and then a text comes back. And that's what il- alerts Gosling mm. that someone's about to come in. And I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah so obviously, but yeah, all right, cool. That's the, yeah, that's the only part I'll kind of... I um, really enjoyed that, that car chase too. Yeah. Um, there was the the two there were two shots pretty much next to each other where uh Goz Goz does the reverse one eighty hmm. into oh, yeah. a T intersection <laughs> and then continues around drifts around the corner from that. Yeah. Like A that was very cool, but then we love the shot of Christina Hendricks in the back. And the car doing the full like air three sixty. Yeah, yeah, that's a in sick s- shot. Yeah, that sick is good. Shot. Behind at the back window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely. So I have a, I have a question. Um, Unless mm. L, you got more? No, no, no. no. I've uh, got I've got a really great quote from the director. I'll slide that in in a bit. All right. Uh, just a quick question, right? Okay, so you're. Let's just. Okay kind of change it up here your perfect sunday right uh (laughs) what could you do let's say we get the kids and the new girlfriend in the car we'll drive down the los angeles uh waterway whatever you call it spillway and we'll go to a lovely little meadow that's purely garbage they (laughs) do you notice that yeah they literally drive down the the los angeles spillway down the la river 
Yeah, yeah, right? When they get to the end, it's literally just rubbish. Yeah, there's like toilet paper in the tree. <laughs> and, paper. They're yeah, playing yeah. with dead bits of crab and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I've been to LA, man. You've got nice beaches. Why are they hanging out in rubbish? Like, I don't understand what this scene was. Like, mm-hmm. and sure, it's shot really well. And like, they've got the blurry filters going on, the sun coming through. That rubbish glints in the sun. Maybe it's like, like it's like a it's like an American Beauty plastic bag moment, kind of like ah uh, no, it's like the beauty nice. the beauty in the unbeautiful or something. Maybe mm. although, <laughs> although that now, now that I mention it, maybe maybe this was a part of his escape. He's taking someone to his safe place where he used to go to hide or grew up. And... There you go. Maybe I mean this is all part of the backstory. Mm. Man. I don't know. This is all integral. This guy's like an onion, isn't he? He's this just is, an onion. Just layers, layers. This is integral to him. Yeah. Oh, it just annoys the shit out of you. It's just, going. Um, why would you take? Just going like back. Um, going back to the brutal deaths. Because um, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're a pretty main part of this film. They are, and I was I was just like so amazed at how brutal they were. But the, I thought the really interesting thing was that the two bad guys that both their deaths weren't brutal. So. Yeah. You had Nino who died. He was basically in the sea. He was converged on the sea. And we didn't see. She, he drowns him. You see the camera pan back, and he's like holding him under. But we don't actually fully but see. But it's from a distance. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. there's this. And there's no brain. There's this removal of that death from yeah. directly in our face. Similarly with Bernie, you see the shadow Man. of him dying. You don't actually like. You see the the stab. See him get stabbed. But it's. I find that. Yeah, but I like that shadow because yeah, you don't. It's well done. You don't know for sure who it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. see the two shadows, you know both of them are getting stabbed because then it follows into Brad's favourite shot yeah. of yeah. him sitting in the car and then he drives off and you see Bernie dead on the ground. But I with, found that with, the money. with the money. With the money. Mm. That yeah. shat me. And that's but the I thing found where... that really nah, interesting that's though. Great. See, I found that's it great because the whole, t- the whole point was he was just... He didn't care about the money. After her, yeah. he didn't care about the money. He'd yeah. always been trying to hand back the money. Yeah, but I mean, there's no one to hand it to now. But I just, just going back but to that, that I, think, I think that's, that's really the... interesting, though. Like the fact that we are, f- are faced and with this just gore throughout the whole film, and then these two, there's just there's no gore about there's it. There's nothing. I found yeah, that really interesting. Point. I don't know why that was, mm. and I thought maybe someone could shed some light on that, but. Um, but yeah, we're speaking in terms of the shadow and not knowing who's killing who and all that sort of thing, and I just mm-hmm. think that's a yeah, it was a really great shot, and particularly into to that shot of him sitting there. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's intense. Yeah, um, there's a lot of other things that I, I noticed about this film. Um, also, now sort of as I said, watching it being critiqued. So at the start, where it comes up, you know, the the titles and stuff, it's all in pink. And it's mm. written in a very like you know 1980s. This got a very 80s vibe to it, 80s, like a John 2000s Hughes movie ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so it almost sets it in this: when is this? Where are we? You know, you know where it is, but you don't know what time are we in. Well, the f- the first time I ever watched this, I I think Katie, my partner, might have recommended it. I I can't remember. I th- you know what? Actually, I even was. I think I was just looking no. up car movies. You know, because being a car guy, I love car movies. And Drive came up, and I was expecting a bang, crash, chase, Fast and the Furious kind of thing. And, no, I watched it. I'm like, oh, this must be an old one. Because mm. as soon as it started, I'm like, oh, cool, old movie. I dig old movies. And, and it's like, got hey, that um, Gosling. Like, like all the the soundtrack in it is it's all modern music, but yeah, it's, it's all it's very modern. It's that modern eighties, like, yeah, electronic. It sounds like when I tune into Triple J now. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So there's like um, like uh, 
I actually looked up the soundtrack because I thought, oh, it sounds like there's an artist um, uh, called Ladyhawk, and it all sounds like oh, yep. her, but it, it's actually not. Um, and and but it's a very it's a very popular genre of music, you know that electronic-y, yeah. really. Yeah, I don't know. It's great, and but the, there's there, I think there's like five songs in the entire film. And, yeah, um, something like that. And so the soundtrack's very small, but they're all like they're all really good songs. I listened to them all this afternoon, and was like, they're actually all really. Good songs. They're, it's funny because and the, and the rest is done by Cliff Martinez. Cliff Martinez. I the um sort of I guess the main song like the a real human being. I found that a bit like a bit sort of obvious. Mm. How do you mean? Like, well, just that you know, it's like the lyric is like a real human being and a hero too, or something. Oh, it, yeah. it was just a. Like too straightforward. It's like Will you know, Smith like... at the start of I Robot, and his first line for the whole movie, and the first piece of music here is "Very Superstitious." And every yeah, time I exactly. hear that song, I think of "Very exactly. Superstitious" of the robots. <laughs> you know, like every time I hear it now, because it, yeah. to me that was just too painfully obvious. Yeah, and you kind of feel that same way. I kind of feel that. Particularly, I didn't mind it when they used it in the middle, when yep. they were going to the uh, trash office. <laughs> the, the garbage date. <laughs> but, yeah, the garbage date. Yeah. But using it again at the end, I was like, oh, come on, guys. Like, yeah. yeah we, like, you know, the whole thing is like, he's, yeah, he's the good guy. But he's not actually a good guy. No, like, he's, he's killed a, a lot of people, and and so the fact that he's like, you know, they're like, oh, this is a real human being and a hero too. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Maybe, like, well, maybe it's bit. supposed to signify his change, the transformation. Like, there's, there's a scene I, like it, it. It it's supposed to tie us back. It suggests to me that in the on in the trash oasis. That's his happy place, right? Yeah. Like you said before, Jules, maybe that's where he went as a kid. Yeah. So the fact that back to that music suggests to me that, oh, he's in his happiness again. He's yeah. protected. He's protected Iris and Benicio and he's in his happy place again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, it's like, oh. I think he might be trying to change or he likes the idea of change because there's a scene where uh, it's it's relatively early on before everything goes to shit where he's uh, Benicio and Iris are sitting on the floor playing with some toys and the kid, Gosling's character, is sitting on the couch and he's kind of just looking down at the two. And he, he seems really chuffed just to be in this comforting yeah. environment, hanging out. And there's this little subtle look that he has where he kind of just, he looks up and he kind of looks over to the right, and he—it's just this sense of satisfaction, right? And I, I kind of like was thinking to myself, "What's what's that look all about?" And I'm kind of like, "Is he thinking that hey, this lifestyle is really good? I dig on this. I could get used to this." He's saying, "Hey, this is pretty good. I, I kind of like this lifestyle." Yeah, maybe he's starting. Well, to... he says that later in the film as well. Does he? He says that. Yeah, he says the time I've spent with you and Benicio is the best time I've ever had. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah. That's, yeah. I think that's a legitimate statement, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Oh, thank. All right, I guess I was on. Uh, nailed it. Um, the um the quote the quote that I got, Nicholas Raffin, director, is it's at some for me. He said it's like sex. You don't know. You don't really know what happens at the end, but it feels good. 
It feels good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that, that is and, a- and, uh, that really summed it up for me. I was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not really sure how happy I am with this ending, but it feels good. Yeah. Mm. That's it. Is he going to go back to her or is he leaving? Well, I don't think he's ever going to go back. I think he's definitely... Because, I mean, she goes to the apartment, she knocks on the door, you know, he's not there. He says, hey, I've got to go, I'm never coming back, blah, blah, blah. He leaves the money. Although maybe... I don't know. Yeah, I just... I, I think he's moved on. That's the way I see it. It's going to be like a Sopranos ending. Oh. What, what happened? <laughs> oh. What happened? What? What? Yeah. What? No. There are too many things building what? up for it to <laughs> Yeah. No. Um... Yeah, I have to. I have to admit though, like I, I do. I loved going back to the music. I love the music. Like I don't know why I got a real thing with eighties music. And mm. I, I like eighties cars. I got a nineteen eighty four Corvette. You know, it's just it's the most eighties thing ever. It's like the dashboard <laughs> looks like something out of Star Trek. You know, it's a. Uh, um, and I have to admit, after watching this, I really want to buy a pair of driving gloves. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> nice want, gloves. Aren't I they? really want to buy a pair of driving gloves, especially like, when oh. he like he kind of. Kind of just grips, the, grips steering the steering wheel. wheel and you get that, and leather, that leather sound. Leather sound. Yeah. Oh, I, so that, so that scene in Batman Begins just, oh, yeah. yeah. There's oh. one thing I actually noticed. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the driving gloves and everything is um, I just noticed that he was he was really well dressed through the entire film. Like, I know the guy's a pretty good looking guy, and you know, and even when he's in that cop uniform, he's like this chiseled dude in a cop uniform and yeah. stuff when he's third thing. But he's dressed really well in like, and really sort of like, I don't know, just. He just yeah, wears every, the clothes that he wears, t- and it's really good. It's like, like you sit there and you go, oh, he looks really cool. He, like, yeah. he looks good. Yeah, he's, and he's always another, clean. He's a, always, you know, he's always trying to wash his hands. And he's for a guy that's a mechanic, you know, and every time you see him, he's in like impeccable, you know, he's dressed really well. And he's, yeah. It's clean. And he's. And a jacket gets a bit of blood on it. It gets a bit of blood in the end. Yeah, by yeah, the end of it, yeah. It's yeah so <laughs> it's interesting. The whole time. Like, it, it comes after he stomps the dude in the lift. Right. <laughs> And he gets blood all over his scorpion, his sweet, sweet scorpion jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's, and then one of the the shots very closely after that, he's walking through the movie lot to get his mask. Yeah. Oh, his and he's covered mask, in and blood. And he's got blood all over his jacket. He's just he doesn't change the jacket. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, a sweet jacket. I see, this, this kind of suggests that he's. Uh... Like to me, it kind With of reinforces why it's a he's, fucking sweet jacket. that he's a psychopath. You know, like he doesn't understand that people are going to freak out. When you're yeah. walking around with a fucking jacket full of blood on it, you know he doesn't get that. Well, it's like with the mask. Like not long after, he walks up to Nino's shop and just stares through the window <laughs> at him. Mask on. How cool is that mask? That mask is oh, awesome. It's good God. because you think, oh, he's gonna go in there and just fuck shit up. Like he's just well, gonna, thought, he's just gonna right? go in there and kill everyone. And he. But doesn't. even in that, and it's that great because it, it looks yeah. like something out of like a, a 1970s, you know, early 80s horror film. Yeah. And especially yeah. when he's like when he's got Nino on the beach and the and the the headlights from the car are shining behind him. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's yeah. just standing there with oh. this this big bald head, and it's like, <laughs> you'd, if you're Nino, you'd be shitting yourself. It's like, who yeah. is this guy? <laughs> and Nino had no idea; he was laughing his ass off at something, like he was yeah. having yeah. a great old time. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out, Nino's I can only assume his wife looks really pissed off in that moment. Nino's losing his <laughs> yeah. shit, laughing. His wife is standing there angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah not doing anything. I'm yeah, curious yeah. to know what that joke was, but yeah. <laughs> Um, 
Should we uh, ratings? Start well, yeah. Look, ratings? and you know what? The getting, thing is, we're ticking on here. Or Brad's wants. No, to I was just going to say that this is probably going to be one of our like our shorter podcasts. Mm. But this is a except really for revolver. Except for, <laughs> no, well, no, surprisingly, that probably went a little bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> straight, straight up, it was just like this movie's shit. The end. Um, this stop? movie's a, it's a really simple film as well. So there's and because of the lack of dialogue and all that sort of stuff, it's it's a really easy sort of movie to to critique because yeah. A lot happens, but it's a very simple film that has a very good character arcs, very good storyline. It all makes sense. You get to the end and it leaves you sort of hanging, but it's you know it's it's just a brilliant film. I just absolutely love it. So yeah. you know, as much as it's a yeah, great film, it's and everyone sort of came out straight away and just went, yeah, this movie's great. You know, we could have yeah. ended it there. <laughs> you know, go watch it. You know, yeah, um, it's cool. I really like it. It's, it, it be, and be, I think it, that's why I said it's like going back to a uh, an old. Clint Eastwood film where, you know, Clint Eastwood basically, you know, made a career out of saying six words in an mm. entire film. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good, the bad and the ugly. Like, the, yeah, there's yeah. a scene, the scene at the end there where the three of them are standing mm. and it's like just standing for ages and looks. And that's the thing, like, I don't, looks. I don't even know if, uh, if, you know, the, if the, the driver is what he's known as in, uh, in IMDb. I don't know if he was like based around a, a Clint Eastwood style character of, mm. or that, you know, that, that strong silent type of, you know. Yeah. Only says what's needed to be said, and yeah. idle chit chat's not his thing. It's it's great. I just love this film. It's as I said, it's really simple. It's easy to watch. It just flows nicely, and it's definitely a no sandwiches for me film. <laughs> well, do we? Do you yeah. want to run us through? The, yeah, sure. Uh, so what Brad's referring to sandwiches. If you're if you're watching, well, kind of watching and not really paying attention, and you start to get up, wander around, make a few sandwiches because you're a bit hungry, not really paying attention to the film. It's kind of not really a good sign for the film. So. Um, the other rating system, San Dimas Scale, um, basically we, we compare everything to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is 100%, so our percentage is pretty much based on, on how we rate it in accordance to that. So Brad, San Dimas, what do you think? Uh, San Dimas, I'd probably say 120. Very nice. No sandwiches. Nice. No sandwiches. Sloaney? Ah, that's... I completely forgot that I had to rate this film. I just enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, yeah, i got to actually. Uh, would I say it's better than Bill and Ted's? That's a hard question. I I don't think so. Pretty hard, I, pretty hard to compare like, them, really, isn't it? It's so hard to There's compare. There's no head stomping. That is the beauty. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's a little more head stomping. If Genghis Khan and Bill and Ted's had stomped a few more heads, maybe. <laughs> he took to those. He took to those mannequins pretty good. He though. did. So yeah, that's, that's a good, good point. point. Yeah, um, get to yeah. my rating. Get to my rating. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so, okay, so look, look. Uh, I think I'll probably give this. Oh, look, a solid ninety percent. I wouldn't say it's Bill and Ted. I think I'd prefer Bill and Ted's, but I still love this film. You know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to go with like ninety eight percent. I'm going to say pretty much oh, on par with Bill and Ted. Yeah. I love it. It's got cars, action, uh, and yeah, zero sandwiches. No sandwiches at all. L. I give this. I it possibly a San Dimas school of film first. <gasps> I give this film a hundred percent. They're two very very different films, right? Yeah. I love Bill and Ted for a whole different set of reasons to me loving Drive. But if you held, if we were, you know, if you held up Bill and Adventure and Drive. You'd be I torn. would suggest we go out again. Like, <laughs> or or literally I, toss a coin. All right, Al. Which I one, would struggle to make that decision. If if we were in a um, in a hot fuzz situation, you had and one of them had to be watched first. <laughs> uh, which one would you watch first? Okay, okay, good question. Uh, I would probably watch. 
<laughs> you we didn't, we we didn't, didn't get that, man. Drive. Dude, you cut out. So, yeah, which so one? Did... Say it again. <laughs> which one? Which you like? Cut out at the wrong moment there. I would. Wa- I would want drive first. Yeah. Because it's the more intense, more serious, and involving film. Yep. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And Ooh. then, so we could have a couple of drinks through that, and then, and then kick back. Yeah. And seriously enjoy Bill and Ted. That makes sense. Yeah, and no, and come agree. back to That's a nice, warm, that. fuzzy feeling at the end of Bill and Ted's. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. I now, I officially this film, No Sandwiches. Mm. However, I had I had to watch it this morning and I had things to do, so I had to pause it to make brekkie and then come back and I, finish it. I don't it. think that counts because you paused it. Yeah. I think yeah. We, we've discussed well, this. Well, if, saying, if you pause it. But it's different. Like I gave Jaws, the other week I gave Jaws... You know, I said I had to. I would pause this film to make sandwiches. Mm. Right, that's different. Right, like the, today was a necessity to <laughs> to keep me alive. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, no, no, no. But the difference is, the, the difference is there was still the act of getting up, and whether or not you paused it or not is the key. Yeah. thing in that. I think if you're willing like if to you, turn your back on the film and walk away from it, yeah, without if, the worry of missing some of the content. If you had duties well, you had to do hey, and look, you didn't pause, I'm gonna. It, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think it's about intent, all right? (laughs) So what you're saying is that if you're actively getting up, if you're saying to yourself, oh, man, I can't do this movie, I've got to go do something else and make some sandwiches or something, that's different to, oh, fuck, I've got to get up and make some sandwiches for people. Yeah. yeah, Look, look, this is my example, right? When I watched Jaws, I love that film. I gave it a very high Sound Demon scale rating. I think the highest ever, actually, so far. But I'm happy to get up and pause it and make some sandwiches, right? Now, <laughs> I didn't want to get up and make sandwiches, or brekkie in this case, through drive, because mm. I was involved, but I had to. All right, pop quiz. If you had to get up, <laughs> if you had to get if you had to get, get up to go to the loo, would you pause it? Quick whiz, we're talking here. Yeah, half a minute. Quick quiz. Quick quiz. I think it would depend where we were in the film. Okay, all right. I'd just like to say that's not a relevant um, sort that's of not, option for that's me. That's not part of our room. Because from where our toilet... Yourself. Yeah, no, well, from where the toilet is in our lounge room, uh, if you leave the door open, you can still see the telly. So, you know, it's like... Well, well you did I'd, just say your toilet's in your lounge room, so it, well, that's it's, impressive. It's, yeah, God, it's, well, it's just next to it sort of thing. So, you know, at the moment where the TV is and where the toilet is, if you just leave the door open, you can literally walk four metres to the toilet, do business, okay. come back out, not miss a bit. That's amazing. All right, let's move along. Okay. Uh, um, that's really disturbing, wasn't it? So, anyway, no. um, can we edit that out? <laughs> so I I watched this movie twice this week, actually. Um, Ooh, nice. How many times did you watch Revolver last week? <laughs> one, point, uh, one, and a, one a quarter, I think it was. Oh, I actually made because, I, because I gave up a quarter of the way through the first time. <laughs> now, so I watched it first without taking any notes or anything, just to kind of... And I was feeling like shit at the time. So I did that, and then I watched it with notes. So I, I, I felt like I could watch this twice in a week, which is not usual for me. Yeah. Usually I need a bit of a break. So that gives well, me a bit of yeah. a scope in terms of how well, I enjoyed it. Um, again, I'm kind of similar along the lines of... Um, Slaney and Al in terms of, you know, comparing it with, with um, Bill, and Bill and Ted. but So mine's probably... Bill and Ted, I've got such a history of Bill and Ted, so I think mine's probably around about that 95, 96-ish. I, I thought it was really yep. good. Um, but if I had the choice, I'd probably smash Bill and Ted on, to be honest. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, a, it was that nice, slow burn. And 
everything. I think what you said, Brad, before about it being it's it's a fairly it's not really a new story or no, anything. Not like at it's all. not a new not concept. No. But I think the way it's done is so unique that it mm-hmm. yeah. it brings it up that extra bit from your normal kind of you know, getting into the wrong deal type film. Yeah. Um sandwiches? So yeah, I I no, I don't think I got up to make any sandwiches yeah. at all, so which is good news. So it's, it seems to also be like it's a very underrated film. Like heaps of people that yeah. are yeah. people yeah. have never seen it and a lot of people have never even heard of it. Yeah. And it's like this yeah. is like one of the greatest films in the last five years sort of thing, you know. This is like Revolver. I agree. <laughs> I, I, my my inflated sense of ego hopes that uh People will see this on our list, yes, and say, "Oh, we should we should watch this film." Mm-hmm. Like and, and Revolver. Then, well, the, I mean, I think the thing is, like, I think if if like go see like see the films because I think you know I I I always try and put myself in a position of listening to this without seeing it, and I just think it would just be rubbish. So yeah, I yeah. encourage people to go out there and just watch because it it's good. Because me too. If you know that. There's a good. There's going to be discussion about it, and you're going to, you know, whatever. Like it's, it's so much better investing the time to just sit down and watch it, as opposed to just going. Oh, I'll see if it's any good by what these blokes say. Yeah, that's it. Um, Your own opinion exactly. is very valued. All right. Well, now I, I get so excited for this segment because it's yes. just it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's about branching out, and it's about. You know, getting getting involved in the podcast community because it's now time for it is podcasting, podcasting a wider net. net. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may, look, it may surprise the the patrons out there, the the staunch listeners of Sandema School of Film, that podcasts aren't a new thing. No, what we're doing is not that original. So here at Podcasting a Wider Net, we like to give you the opportunity to explore other options. Maybe you've stumbled upon us and this is not your bag, baby. <laughs> well, we're here to tell you that there are plenty of other options. But well done for getting this far. <laughs> I like the way you plug that. <laughs> <laughs> this week, the film Drive, uh, I found a lot of podcasts about cars, uh, not about this film. So that was challenging. Mm. Almost challenging as the week I listened to a podcast on speed the the scientific principle (laughs) instead of the movie not the movie (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) another pod look there's another podcast greetings from Ohio Uh, and it's two blokes and they talk about drive for 15 minutes and it's pretty dry, but you know, if that's your thing, then great. <laughs> you know, they're they're out there, they're out there doing it as well. So good on them. Good on I'm, them. I'm not one to judge. You yeah. know, it's not, mine, but that's cool. Yeah. So greetings from Ohio. Greetings from Ohio. Yeah. That and that concludes <laughs> this week's episode of podcasting a wider net. Fantastic. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're pretty much. We're pretty much coming to an end. Oh, whose turn? Whose turn? Yeah, whose turn? Get to the turn. Get oh to the movie. God. Get to the turn. <laughs> so it's my turn. Oh, God. So is it? It is. I think it is. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, is it? Are we watching Revolver again? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I'm, I'm still, like, as I'm talking, I'm still weighing up between two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to pick one because just I'll it, just man. pick 
the next one. That that'd next be good time. if you could. That'd be great. That, um, that would revolver. I am bringing this podcast into the almost present day. And I'm picking a awesome. 2015 release. Awesome. Ooh, okay. love it. That's the newest. Now, um, it's I have seen this once, um, and I wow, you you like a movie I've only seen once. I've That's seen it cool. once, um, and I thought um, this could be a good opportunity to maybe just delve into this one because I thought maybe you know I might have a bit more to speak about than than uh, what the other one. That I was thinking of offered. So, um, so it's 2015, um, and it has oh, what's his what's Poe's name? Poe. What's it? Hey, the actor who plays Poe Dameron. What's his name? Uh, Oscar Isaac. So it's got Oscar Isaac in it. So oh, I know. Where, I know. Where, I know where you're going. I, <laughs> yeah. Is it X Men? I uh, no. Oh, no. No. Um, so I'm bringing I'm bringing that as a link, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but the film is called Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Oh, Ex Machina. Oh, Ex Machina. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how it's pronounced, but I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's Ex Machina. Ex Machina. So yeah, so I'm okay. bringing that to the table because I think there's some interesting bits in there. So I want to. I'm, I'm I glad wanna... you chose that because that was what I was going to choose next time. So nice. that's, yeah. Yeah. that's good. Can I tell you? Yeah, this... this is a great film. All right. So, are you there? Yep. Yes. I am very excited because I, for those who don't know, I have two children young children and i have not yet had time to watch this it's been on my two list for since it came out mm-hmm. and i i am i can see myself watching this twice i'm going to watch it once oh yeah just yep. clean and then i'll watch it again for the show so right. it, yeah so directed by alex garland who also wrote stuff like the beach and i think he wrote 28 days later and a few other awesome yeah, little awesome. bits and pieces but he's the director of this one so it'll be yeah i'll be really interested to see what you guys think and i actually um, watched this on a plane like two weeks ago oh, it's another plane movie oh another God. plane movie and it's another plane it. movie and it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A recurring this, theme here you need to do like a plane movie special podcast, yeah. <laughs> movies on a plane yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it uh-huh. but um yeah so until next time that's what we're going to be doing and get out there and watch the film um, in terms of uh, where to reach us, if you have any emails you want to send, we really want some feedback, guys. Seriously, so um, we love some feedback. <laughs> send whether whether you hate us or think we're just okay, whatever. Um, Sandemusfilm at gmail dot com. There's a few of us that check that. So, and if we do get some feedback, we might even read some something out. So, yeah, um, definitely drop us a line. Um, in terms of the podcast, look, we're on Facebook, Sandemus School of Film. We're on SoundCloud as Sandema School of Film, and you can also find us on iTunes. Um, also, for Android users, you can get us on Podcast Addict. Um, so get onto that Woo! as well. Um, Be excellent to each other. Definitely. Party on, dudes. Anything else to say? Good. All right. So <laughs> yeah, I've got one. Every rose has a thorn. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Perfect note to leave it on. All right. It's been wonderful. See you guys Thanks, next time. Thanks, guys. Say so, yeah. up, but but.